Looks, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab by now. He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellett and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. Four in motion. They get it to him. Four in space. A burst of speed. A first down for Purdue. He's still going. Moore cuts back. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey punctuates this upset with a pick six. It is Tuesday, it's September 26th, 2023, a brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast is live. (laughs) Man, it's not even Wednesday. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm going to start having you do the intros. You do too many podcasts. I think that's. I do too many podcasts. My brain cells are fried from watching awful football all weekend. Free plug uh, for your, uh, your, your wrestling podcast. Yeah, no kidding. Gosh. So if you like wrestling, you know, got the Kicking Out podcast live every just, Wednesday night. It just came out like nothing. Wow. Um, that's you caught yourself. I was like. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even catch myself this time. And if you said something, I was just going to keep going. Uh, Hot out the gate, just like the boilers on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> Friday. See? Friday. Friday. Oh See? Oh. We're all over the place tonight. We got yeah. the we got the big Broncos, up, yeah. Broncos Bears matchup on the mind, folks. <laughs> The Friday. suck fest of 2023 <laughs> should be was, Sunday night football. Yeah. And might as well repeat it for Monday night too. The whole game on Friday night, I kept looking up the scoreboard or the, the ribbon board looking yeah. up for other scores. I'm like, why are they not showing any other scores? I was like, oh my God, it's Friday, which felt yeah. great on Saturday. Like, oh, I, got, I still got two days of my weekend. Still, mm-hmm. but it, it had me messed up all weekend. And Saturday was a good slate of college football games across the board. Yep. Uh, especially the one up at South Bend was a classic. So... Yep. Still feel dirty uh, rooting for Ohio State, but that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. But yes, new episode of the Boiler Breakdown podcast streaming <laughs> live on the Boiler Breakdown YouTube channel, Twitter, X, and Facebook. Go like us. Give us a follow at Boiler Break Pod if you haven't already. And uh, please give us a rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening to the audio version, that really helps us out. There's more and more Purdue podcasts popping up. And we want to try to stand out. So appreciate everybody tuning in this week and um, venting with us. Let's see. Uh, New Year, same results. 17 straight L's to the Badgers. Yep. You don't even know what to say. <laughs> just annoying. Just annoying. Yeah. yeah. But. Is, it the, is like, those the second longest streak in the Big Ten or is it? Is that include the country? So big, a, ten. Know, big ten kicks. I know Ohio State over Indiana is quite a bit more, um, but I couldn't know if that was country or I wonder where it stacks up in the country. That'd be an interesting for That'd teams to actually play on a pretty regular That's basis. Because there's like obviously you can have teams that maybe haven't played since you know 2005 or whatever. But I'll try to look <laughs> that up. But yeah, I mean, we. I don't know why I always get. <laughs> It's full of I mean, hindsight. It's twenty twenty, but I, I, I feel so foolish for having some sort of confidence going into that game. It's like we talked, we even talked about it, like until we do it, you know why? Why would we you know project a, a win? I know you didn't technically, um, but I know I did. But yeah, New Year, same stuff. Um, you know they didn't run on us as much as they normally have. Um, thankfully, I guess, <laughs> but. The uh, longest active one in the country is Ohio State and Indiana at 28. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, all-time Notre Dame-Navy was 43 from wow. 64 until 06. Wow. Um, or 64 until Navy won at 07, I should say. Nebraska-Kansas sure. was a long one. Um, A&M-TCU stopped playing, but theirs was 24 straight from 73 to 2001. Uh, Alabama Vanderbilt's at 23. <laughs> are they in the same division in the SEC? Or are they? I right. think they are. So Nashville's more west. I think Alabama's in the east with Tennessee, though. I don't want to say. I don't know. I have no idea. No, nah, Tennessee's with Georgia in the east. 
Oh, you're right. Yeah, Alabama's yeah, Alabama's in the west. west. Yes, you're right. You're right. Geography. Um, um, wow, we're actually we had a losing streak to Iowa for 20 straight years from 61 to 80. Wow. Or no, that was no, that was we were on the good side of that one. Excuse oh. me. We had 20 straight from 61 to 80. Yeah. Huh. Ohio State had 21 straight over Wisconsin from 60 to 80. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Florida the actual game. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, actual game. Uh, Boilers lost by score 38-17. Purdue found themselves down 21 to three at half. Um, it's becoming too much of a constant lately with Purdue's offense getting off the slow starts. Mm-hmm. And this team is not built to come from behind. I don't think. No, not. Not yet. I mean, unless they start adding more wrinkles to the offense, but yeah, I don't think we have the O line nor the of playmakers. Um, obviously, we have Deion Burks, who's really good. Um, Tyron Tracy has shown some flashes. Um, be interesting to see kind of how that goes moving forward. I know you know Mockby's had some fumbling issues, which I, I don't even put the fumble on him this last game. I mean, that stupid like. Forward pass, but also play should have been blended because forward progress. I mean, Tennessee would know all about that. Um, but I, I that, but you know, going with the previous game, he would had some issues. But yeah, I don't think this team is really built to uh, put up a lot of points quickly if we need to. No, no, uh, another <laughs> week, a lack of explosive plays for sure. Another week, we saw plenty of penalties and turnovers. Uh, Hudson Card. Was twenty one for thirty eight for two hundred two yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, Tyron Tracy, like you said, led the team in rushing, eight carries for eighty four yards and a touchdown. He averaged ten and a half yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Hudson Card was second in the team with thirteen carries for fifty four yards and a touchdown. Downing had six carries for thirty yards, and Mockaby only four carries for twenty six yards. I only touched for the ball se- first half. I know. Uh, he did have a long run negated by a holding. He did at one yes. at one time because out of his twenty six yards, he got all that at, at on a uh, he got most of that on a nineteen yard run. Mm-hmm. Um, Deion Burks had six catches, six receptions for seventy three yards. Ardu Rahman Ra- Ra- Yassin had four catches for sixty two. Sheffield three for thirty nine. Max Claire four for eighteen. Tracy two for eight. Downing one for five, and Mockby one for negative three. I still would love to see another wide receiver get in that rotation, but I'm just not sure it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know if that's just from they're not confident in any of them or what. I mean, I'm not sure if anyone's really asked that in a presser or anything like that, or even to Harold at practice or anything like that. But and obviously there was the uh, FAU kid who got hurt before the season started who was primed probably to be right one, which sucks. But, yeah, it's, yeah, we haven't really seen the – Deep receiver room that we're, we've been accustomed to the past couple of years. Uh, Purdue did have one interception. Um, that was uh, uh, oh, Matros Alessandro, yeah, um, backup corner. Um, Purdue had, I'm trying to see here, one sack that was OC Brothers. Uh, Kydron Jenkins led the team in tackles with nine, with seven of those being solo. <laughs> Thieneman, uh, so did not lead the team in tackles, but he had seven tackles. Um, yeah, and then Wisconsin got to Hudson twice, but Hudson was hurried quite often, had a, had a scramble out of the pocket quite often. Hopefully, with a week under his belt, when Gus Hardwick back, hopefully that helps the interior of the line, helps everybody feel more comfortable. Um, well, the offside side ball for Wisconsin uh, – Terry Mordecai was 17 for 27 for 174 yards. No touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Braylon Allen, uh, 16 carries, 116 yards, two touchdowns. Tanner Mordecai, 14 carries, 44 yards, two touchdowns. So once again, that QB uh, rush is getting the best of us. Yeah, we saw it early in the game. They did an RPO-type play, and it fooled them once again. It was a little frustrating, especially as much as Schrader torched this defense a week prior. You know, they definitely mean kudos to Wisconsin for – I'm not sure if they if they had that in their weeks prior, but uh, they, they saw weakness and they tried to exploit it, and it worked. And Tanner Mordecai also had one reception for 19 yards on a trick play. Yep. 
Um, and it's interesting here. I, I've never noticed this on the ESPN's box score before. Maybe I haven't paid close enough attention. It shows the attendance was uh, 55,529 out of a capacity of 57,282. So 97% crowd, which is pretty good for Friday night, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, have not seen what the crowd outlook has for this Saturday. I know student section sold out. I'm assuming it's not a sellout yeah. for the general <clears throat> public because I have not seen that. I'd bet it's a little bit less than what we saw with Wisconsin just from other loss, but also Illinois fans just don't travel. Like, I mean, Wisconsin fans. True. And I knew they would travel well. They always travel well. True. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure it'll still be a pretty good crowd for a home. And the fact it's homecoming should help a little bit, and it's not a kind of, it's kind of smack dab in the middle of the day, so it kind of helps people who don't, you know, maybe people you know, some people maybe can't make a noon game or some people maybe don't like night games because it's too far to travel at night. So it's just kind mm-hmm. of perfect, perfect uh, middle ground. I love three thirty games. It's just the, the worst part about it's uh, trying to eat before or after yes. doing things like that. That's always kind of the worst, but, yeah. but no, I, I like three thirty games. Um, and for everybody who who uh, doesn't already know that game this week and next week's game in Iowa are both going to be on Peacock or the Peacock mm-hmm. as I like to call it. So, uh, you can do a free trial, or if you want to just spend the $5.99 for the lowest tier, you can do that as well. Um, I recommend just going ahead and, and biting a bullet and paying for it because you're probably going to need it for basketball season two. Yeah. So, they have some good shows, too. They, some good yeah, they do. They yeah. do. Uh, they, they got good shows. They got some good yeah. movies, but the interface of the app sucks. That's yes. why yes. it glitches a lot. It, it's yeah. hard to find things. Um I don't know. It's just out of all the streaming apps that I've experienced, it's kind of the hardest one to navigate. That and Apple TV are probably two of my least favorite ones. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's part of the Big Ten's deal with NBC. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. So better go ahead and just get get Peacock while you can. Um, any other thoughts, Evan, from, from the game Friday night? I mean, it's Purdue did battle back. Um, yep. and, I, and I guess one thing I'd like, you to address uh since you did address it from our twitter account which which i'm glad you did once again we're seeing more and more comparisons of people comparing this team and this ryan walters era through four games to the four years of the darrow hazel era yeah um i it just pisses me off (laughs) i mean mean, it it may be who knows i mean at the end of the day like i god i hope not but also like it just, I mean, exactly how I tweet is like, if you think this is the Hazel era, you just don't remember 2013 and 2016 very well. Um, cause it was awful. Like, I mean, yes, it, this game probably mirrored that as much as, as more than anything. Just maybe the final I, score did. Final score, or just the fact that we got, we got down so quick, so quickly, which was pretty apparent. Um, I'm pretty sure Brom got down like 14 nothing last year to Wisconsin, too. So oh, it was like within five minutes. Yeah. He threw a pick six up. and I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of seemed like, I mean, I, I hate, I hate this. I didn't mean what I said when I was at the game because I was thinking differently, but when they scored again, I was like, it's over. What am I in my head? In my head was like, it feels over already because it's Wisconsin. Right. Right. And some people like say it's not over. I'm like, I, it's not what I meant, but I'm just, yeah. Right. Them. Right. Um, people in front of us who were friends of the card family, they're, they're great to talk. They're great to talk with. And, um, Big Hudson Card fans, as I was also, we were talking about his upcoming and up, upbringing, and all that stuff. But he seemed like a really good kid. Um, he came all the way from Texas, which was cool. Um, but yeah, it's this team. Yeah, and we even, I even tweeted afterwards, like this team fights. Like we, with Hazel teams, it was you got down and you knew like like there was absolutely zero chance that this team was going to do anything. Like unless like they're playing, you know, maybe in Indiana, you know. Illinois, because it's the only team that Hazel seemed to could, he could beat. I was um, gonna say, he'd never beat Indiana, right? But at least like some of those games were closer than right. <laughs> some right. others. Right. Nebraska that one time where we got up large and almost lost it, fifty-five um, forty-five. Thanks to I don't even remember the Nebraska wreck threw five interceptions. I don't even yeah. remember what his name was. It's, yeah, I mean, I get like I actually don't get the comparison at all, um, but it, it's just not like. It's just not even close. I don't know. I don't no. know how to say like it's just like no. You're yeah. I mean, there's you're definitely looking, you're looking at the service level. I don't know. Like you're just looking at the record, which is one thing, but like this team is so much more than that. Like he's like I don't think Walters in over his head. I think he has a clear plan. It's just I I don't think people 
are realizing like how much of a re like a rebuild. Um, I, don't, I mean, it kind of is a rebuild because like there isn't not a whole lot that Brom left that was. And actually, someone I'm I'm jumping because I'm sick, so my brain's not working. But someone put on the message board that was actually like pretty spot on. Like this, this is the the bowl game team, like pretty much, like we're just like outmatched. You know, because all of our good players were gone. I mean, yep. O'Connell didn't play, uh, Payne Durham didn't play, Jalen Graham was academic when else, which is another thing that you know we get in about you know the Brom Co. That what they did at, on their way out was just the lack of oversight on um, academics for a couple guys. Um, you know, Charlie Jones didn't play, you know, all of our key guys were gone, including the coaches. <laughs> so you, we kind of saw what we had to work with. Um, and so it's going to take some time. I know I kind of, our friend Craig Bowers posted on Twitter, like, you know, when it comes to the defensive scheme, it's like, you know, is Walters going to just stick with it, you know, through the, um, the tough, you know, the tough, parts that we're seeing just to get these guys accustomed to playing the scheme until he gets the guys that he legitimately wants in the system. Um, which, you know, kind of at this point, I'm kind of like, you know, yep. I think I predicted, you know, six to seven wins or whatever, but it's like, you know, at this point, improvement, consistency, you know, fight, you know, I don't want to see guys, you know, give up on the game. So like, that's kind of where I'm at for the season already. You know, I'm already kind of accepted that, you know, a bowl game is, is we're getting. It's going to be tough sledding. It's going to be tough sledding. Yeah. We're going to have to, you know, have to win a lot of 50 50 games, which so far the 50 50 games have not gone pretty way. Right. Right. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, it's just, there's nothing. I think compares us to Hazel and the fact that they're both coaches on the sideline for Purdue. <laughs> yeah. Ted Berkey here on YouTube says, I think this team has great guys, coaches included, but it just feels like we are missing something. 100%, yeah. Yeah. And he also said Riker Fife. That's it. The Nebraska quarterback that threw five oh, interceptions. Wow. Thank you, Riker Fife. Yes, <laughs> yes. But no, I agree with what Ted said. We are missing something. I agree with what Craig said too. I I am fine with Walters staying steady to his plan, keeping his system. It's just it's going to take patience and all the fan base. And unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know too many fan bases anymore in the year of twenty twenty, pro or college, that are patient. Right. I mean, it's this with, world's not a patient place. No, anymore, no. I mean, especially with like NIL and, and you know, the transfer portal, which there is some argument of like, you know, you, you know, the five, you know, layout for a coach to, you know, get his guys in like that. That's that window's definitely shortened a little bit sure. um, just because you can get guys away. Um, I still think take, I mean, especially in football, like basketball, I, I can understand that because you're, I mean, a lot less guys, you know, one player can make a huge difference versus, you know, football team you've got 11 guys on each side and you know, yeah you can have one good guy but if you got 10 mediocre guys around him it doesn't really do a whole lot right um you know even especially when you look at things like, like pretty like they're not a, a team that's going to get you know instant impact offensive linemen more lot more than likely like so we got to develop guys so it takes some time um so i think yeah this is going to take quite a bit a few i mean now we're i mean we kind of joked about it after the first game but it's like there's a reason there's like seven DBs committed in the 2024 class. <laughs> like that should say something um, yep. that, you know, they, they, I'm sure, obviously I'm sure they like the guys they have in the room, but they're, they see a, a glaring need for right. um, uh, some better athletes. Right. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's just going to take some time. And I think to be fair, we have to give them through next year and then really evaluate things after the end of next year and see, see what direction it's going. Uh, to, Ted here on uh, YouTube said the other problem is you see immediate success like Brom in year one and prime this year. Fans get upset and say, why not us? Yep. Yeah. But also, I mean, and for both of those cases, you know, they both took over situations that were so used to losing. I mean, Colorado won one game last year. Yes. Um, Purdue was going four wins and or nine wins in four years. So you had that mentality of losing. So like people, and I mean, also, I mean, prime is maybe a, because he's such a, I mean, he was such a big name, regardless if he was a football coach or not. Like everyone knows who who he was. Like, obviously, he brought his son, which we knew that was going to be a thing. Obviously, he recruited Travis Hunter, which is to get him, you know, to go to Jackson State originally. But again, it's you know, it's Deion Sanders. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not right. That's a little right. different than you know Ryan Walters, who didn't play. And down and they ate some humble humble pie this week. They oh yeah, they got they demolished did. by Sir yeah. by, yeah. by Oregon. But that's okay because, like, they've already won double the amount of games they've won. And and they've made improvement. And they they have made improvement. Like, with with Brom, it was like, you know, and there is an argument, you know, I think Brom had a lot more coming in. Yeah. He left. Um, 
which, you know, again, like, I mean, credit to Hazel and something, they could recruit some guys. I mean, they they some, did have some talent. It was just the coaches. Were, the quarterbacks went on to start in the SEC. <laughs> and, and I don't um, even think it's fair to rip a lot of the coaches as I look back because Marcus Freeman is the head coach of Notre Dame. Jared Parker's the offense coordinator. Uh, they have jobs. Hecock, yeah. Jed Hecock, who was only there the first year of the Hazel, he's a DC at Iowa State. I mean, a lot of guys landed places, but the CEO of it all, the head coach was so in over his head. Yeah, that's that's where it just yeah, and I think with like together. with Brom, you know, he was able to come in, you know, he had success, so he could, you know, you got a bunch of guys, especially older guys like Kirk Barron and those types of guys, Juwan Bentley, who had sucked their whole career. It's like, hey, like we can, you know, give them something to believe in, and then we kind of saw, you know, after that, that even the Louisville game, it was like, oh, okay, this team didn't just roll over like we're used to seeing the last four years, and then right. the the Ohio game, you know, was exciting, so it was. Right. Yeah, obviously, but I mean, Brown had plenty of years to to kind of cut his teeth in the coaching range, which is another argument people have with, you know, why is Purdue, you know, why is why are we taking a, a flyer on a, you know, first-year head coach? But I'm, I'm fine with it. So I think, I think because time. Bobinski saw the, ce- <laughs> the ceiling in Ryan Walters. Yep. I mean, he saw the ceiling was huge, and he's like, if we pass up on this guy, he's going to be something somewhere else. We're going to be kicking ourselves. Yep. So, um but yeah, Purdue's still looking to get that first win at home at Ross Satan under Ryan Walters era. Still looking for that first Big Ten win. Got a got a chance this weekend in a rivalry game. And, you know, it's always been for the Purdue Cannon. And, you know, geographically it's always been a rivalry. But I think this has the potential to really turn into a good football rivalry for Purdue against Illinois because of the Brett Bielema, Ryan Walters effect, the familiarity between the staffs. The fact that Walters took some guys from Illinois, the whole story about pulling up to Illinois' campus in his Mercedes and taking Hudson Card away, uh, <laughs> just layer after layer. Um, I'm interested interested to see the environment on Saturday because while I think these two coaches and, and the staffs have respect for each other, I could see it getting a little chippy. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're both, you know, huge competitors. And, yeah, obviously they're going to be cordial and there's going to be the, you know, the – scene before the game of them talking, you know, at midfield or whatever, and they're going to be probably laughing and whatever. But I think, yeah, deep down, they both want to beat the crap out of each other, like on the field, you know, so to speak. Yeah. You throw in, you know, too, with, you know, Walters taking some of the guys from staff. So you've obviously got recruiting grounds that you're, you sure. know, we got a kid already that was, you know, between Purdue and Illinois. I think we're going to see a lot of that in the coming years, assuming that staff stays hold, say, you know, both, both staff stay intact. Um, so it could be fun because I mean, we don't really have, I mean, obviously there's the bucket, which is awesome, but you know, either team is really ever like, you know, it always seems like one team is <clears throat> pretty mediocre and the other team might be decent or they're both mediocre. Um, so we don't have another one where like the both teams are usually pretty solid. It's usually like, you know, Brom versus Iowa. Cause that was always a fun thing. Um, you know, you had the Brom versus, um, uh, Boat boy PJ Fleck because they were hired at the exact same time. You know, there was obviously the thing of you know, some pretty fans thought PJ Fleck, you know, would have been a good option. Some people wanted them. Um, so I think this is this will be a be cool one. And the fact that there's already a trophy involved, which makes yep. me <clears throat> well, well, historically, it's such an even match. Purdue leads a series yeah. 47 to 45. Wow, at Ross Say, the records Purdue's records 22, 23, and four on the road is 25, 22, and two. Uh, Purdue has won three in a row in the series and seven of the last 10 and 14 of the last 20. So, uh, this, this has treated, this series has treated Purdue fairly well. Yeah. Uh, the only two years going back to 2001 that they didn't play was 07, 08. They did not play. But was, they played every... year, wasn't it? was that the Illinois Rose Bowl year was 07 or was that 06, 07? It was 07. And also <laughs> the Sugar Bowl year was. Oh one, in which both teams were ranked in November that year. It was at Ross State, and Illinois was victorious 38-13. Wow. And then the following year on the road, Illinois got the best of us 38-31. Then in 03, we smoked them 43-10. to 04, um, the really good 04 team to start off hot. Uh, Escape Champagne with 38-30 to win. 05 team got the best of them, 37 to 3. 06 on the road, 42 31. What I remember about that game was Curtis Painter ran like a 50 yarder in for a touchdown. <laughs> I think he's still running to this day. Uh, 09 uh, beat Illinois 24 14. 2010, I went to this game as a freshman. We lost 44 to 10. 
Yikes. Uh, yeah. Uh, 2011 beat them when they came in here ranked 21 to 14. Beat them in 2012. I was at that game as well, 20 to 17. Uh, Hazel and Beckman put on a classic in 2013. We lost to them 20 to 16. Uh, 2014, Hazel and Austin Appleby went over there and won 38 27. Got killed by them in homecoming in 2015, 48 14. Uh, this is one thing about Hazel is he could beat them in Champaign, but couldn't beat them. Oh, God. Yeah. Couldn't Ross beat him at home. <laughs> he beat them for his last victory the following year in Champaign in overtime, 34 31. Uh, Brom got him at home in 2017, 29 to 10. Smoked him on the road in 2018, 46 to 7. Got smoked in an awful rainy game in 2019, 24 to 6. Beat him on the road in the weird COVID year of 2020, 31 24. Beat him last time, West Lafayette, 13 to 9. Was and it beat game? him last year, 31 24. Was the COVID game? Was that the first game of the season? Second, Iowa was first Iowa game. Was first. Uh, David Bell had the clinching. And Brian yeah. Brom was coach because Jeff yep. Jeff had uh, COVID. COVID. So. Yep. So very uh, interesting series when you look back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's an interesting note: I did some research today on homecoming games dating back to 2000. Purdue's record since 2000 in homecoming games. Can you guess? So we've had 22 games? Or yep, is it 20, yep, 20 22 games? games. Oh, man. I feel like a lot of times, like, homecoming for a while was, like, a cupcake. Or for a, a while, it, you definitely, yeah. I feel like, had the advantage to kind of schedule how you want, not so much anymore. Yeah, I'm going to go with, like, 11 and 11. 11 and 12. Oh, uh, oh, there's 20, oh, there's 25. Yeah, so so you, you got yeah. it. You got it. Uh, it was interesting dating back in uh, 2000. A lot of these from literally from 2000 to 2010, every year but one was either Northwestern or Minnesota. Huh. That, I feel like it's like it was, you always want to kind of schedule someone that you knew you were going to beat if you could help it with the Big Ten schedule. But Yes. Or your request or whatever, but – we won in 2000 against Minnesota, 38-24. Won in 01 against Northwestern, 31-27. Won in 02 against Minnesota, 28-15. Won against Illinois in 03, 43-10. Lost against Wisconsin in 04. I did. I forgot that was homecoming. That was a homecoming, and yeah. it was game day. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, I did not remember that detail. Uh, lost in 05 to Northwestern, 34-29. Won in 06 against Minnesota, 27-21. One in 07 against Northwestern, 35-17. Lost in 08 to Minnesota, 17-6. Uh, lost in 09 to Northwestern, 27-21. Beat Minnesota in 2010, 28-17. That was the uh, Robbie Hummel game. That was the Robbie Hummel game. Beat Illinois, a ranked Illinois team in 2011, 21-14. Got killed in 2012 against Wisconsin, 38-14. Got demolished in 2013 by Northern Illinois, 55-24. to Yep. Uh, lost in 2014 to Iowa, 24 to 10. Lost in 2015 to Illinois, 48 to 14. Lost in 2016, 49 to 35. Lost in 2017 to Michigan, 28 to 10. That was the Harbaugh complaining game. Mm-hmm. Beat Boston College in 2018, 30 to 13. Beat Maryland in 2019, 40 to 14. Did have a homecoming game in 2020, even though nobody was there. <laughs> Lost to Northwestern, 27 to 20. I do not remember this one in 2021 for whatever reason. Lost to Minnesota, 20 to 13. I don't remember that game at all. And then one last year against Florida Atlantic, 28 26. 2021. I don't remember that. No, that wasn't the game that that plumber was or that plumber was hurt in AOC play because that, that would have been what TC. That was ill. That was yeah, twenty one. That were uh, no, we played TCU in nineteen. That was nineteen. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> twenty one. We I, I remember after we lost the missile. That might have been the game. Oh, I know what game that was now because I wasn't there. I was at a wedding. That was the rainy game. We wore the gold jerseys. And that was Plummer's uh, last start because AOC ended up replacing him. Then we went on the road to Iowa the next week and upset Iowa. Number two, yeah, Iowa. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I remember now. I don't know if I was at the, the game either. That was the rainy, cruddy game. Yeah, I don't know if I was at the game either. 
Okay. But yeah, 20, 11 and 12. This is about homecoming. Which this week is homecoming. That's why I bring that up. So about for the Purdue Cannon, homecoming. Uh, coaches that know each other very well. 3.30 game. A lot, a lot of interesting storylines. A lot of interesting yeah. storylines. Uh, speaking of Illinois, they are 2-2 two and two on the season. Um, they didn't play that great against Florida Atlantic, but got the win. Um, they have a loss to Penn State at home, which is nothing to hang their head about. And they, they lost. They, they did get whooped. And they also got whooped at Kansas. Well, the score only says 11, but that Kansas team is ranked now, but they got whooped. Yeah. And then week one, they escaped Toledo 30 to 28. Yeah. Um, looking at some of their stats here. Pull up my other monitor so I can. Read it kind of goes. Better. Their quarterback goes. He's kind of. I mean, he's not about any team, but yeah, Luke Altmaier is a Ole yeah. Miss transfer. He's yep. seventy-seven for one hundred eighteen, passing for eight hundred seventy-four yards, four touchdowns, but seven picks. He has been sacked thirteen times. Um, running the ball, he is their second leading rusher. Thirty-four carries for one hundred forty-six yards, three touchdowns. So he is their leading. Uh, rushing touchdown or the rushing touchdown leader. Uh, Reggie Love, the third, is their leading rusher with 44 carries for 248 yards, one touchdown. And Josh McCray, 33 carries for 121 yards and one touchdown. Um, looking at their wide receivers, uh, Isaiah Williams is 24 receptions, 333 yards, zero touchdowns. He, um, excluding Charlie Jones, he was the leading returning Big Ten wide receiver in yards. He had more than um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Wow. And um, and the other wide receiver at Ohio State, that's names escaping my mind. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Um, like three names. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. uh, Pat, Pat Brown has two receiver, receiving touchdowns for them. And then uh, Griffin Moore and Tip Raymond, tight ends, have one each. And Malik Elzey, another wide receiver, has one. So they've only thrown five touchdowns, but I don't think Purdue's thrown too many touchdowns. This no, year, I haven't. there's a lot of rushing touchdowns. Um, yep. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, both teams. I mean, <laughs> both sides have been, you know, going into the season. Both fan bases were claiming that their guy was the reason for their defensive success right. the previous year, and then to start this year, neither team's defense is <laughs> all that to write home about. So I guess that that uh, the winner of that debate remains to be seen. Uh, yes, yes, and, and to the credit, both guys. Illinois did have three defensive backs drafted in the top 75 yes. of the NFL. So. Shout to Lovey Smith for drafting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, Illinois only has three interceptions on the year. Uh, Sack-wise, they have five. So not really getting to the quarterback a ton and not getting interceptions. Uh, forced fumbles, they have uh, forced three fumbles, and they've recovered one of those three. So... Yeah, yeah. They have not scored a lot of points. Uh, Team-wise, yeah, yeah. they average 22, 22.3 points per game. They have 89 yard total points. They have 12 total touchdowns. Um, passing yards per attempt, 7.3. Um, yeah, total offense plays, they've ran 283 plays. Total yards, 1,579 yards. Yards per game, 394.8. And this is a game I think it's definitely going to be in the 20s. I don't expect a shootout by any stretch of the imagination. Um, no. Just with both teams' offenses not being um, great, for lack of a better term. Um, but I think it's definitely probably one of, I think, Purdue's better, I guess, like – I feel better about these matchups than I did some of the other games we played already. <laughs> so yeah, well, I think Purdue needs to play a little desperate. I mean, it's do or oh, die yeah. time, especially if they want to get that six wins and get to a bowl game. This is a must win. Yeah. Absolutely must win. Um, looking here to compare Purdue and Illinois' penalties. Um, Purdue has had 29 penalties for 283 yards, average penalty yards per game, 70. Illinois had 28 penalties for 277 yards, average penalties per game, 69. So about dead even as you can be. Um, yeah. It's going to be a rock fight. 
Average possession time of possession for Illinois is 27 minutes and 29 seconds. Produces 29 minutes and 31 seconds. Oi, Purdue's fumbled 10 times. <laughs> they lost four of those. I knew it was a high number, but I wouldn't just see yeah. that. Um, but yes, uh, going to be very interesting indeed. Um, trying to see. Yeah, Purdue's only passed for three touchdowns. So I was, and those are all the Dean Burks. Yep. So. Time to get some other guys in the mix. Hopefully this is the week we see Garrett Miller get kind of right. He's definitely not himself out there. Oh, yeah, then you had that injury with his oh, finger. Yeah. Like, I saw him pull himself out. I was like, man, what are you doing? Like, I did too. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's okay. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, your finger's literally bent. It's uh, yeah. yeah, hard to do anything let alone catch a football when it's like that. Yeah, I see him get involved more. I like to see Sheffield get more touches. Um, man. Claire take another step, you know, see if see if we can get him more involved. I mean he's he's been great already, just you know, being a freshman. So yeah. Looking to see what we can do. Yep. Um and you know, maybe this team just needs another win, you know, to uh I mean Christopher on uh, Facebook says yes sing. Yep, yep. nice to be he's nice to get him nice in his zone. Yeah. Yep. So he's been you know, pretty, I like to see him break one. He's been, you know, pretty standard, like catch it and then immediately get tackled, which is fine. Yep. Um, you know, we need those guys, Mr. Reliable, but I like to see him bust one for a touchdown or something. Yeah, he, he's been the guy to move the chains for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully the defense plays like they did in the second half. A lot of bend, but don't break, which I can yep. deal with that, giving up, yep. t- giving up field goals. Um, yeah, and hopefully the, it was nice to see Kydron Jenkins out there. I was really worried going into that Wisconsin game. He wasn't going to be suited up. Yeah, because it was um, such a – it was all of a sudden the series. was just like, oh, yeah, he's he's not coming out. He's not – he's I'm like, whoa, okay. Like, <laughs> and then it, it was like concussion maybe was the – I never heard what it was. Yeah, they yeah, were pretty hush-hush. Hush. Yeah, it was like – but yeah, as I see him out there. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'd like to see – just the, the line get in the backfield. We didn't really yes. see much, which I mean, it's Wisconsin line, so it is what it is, but we didn't. Mordecai had all day to throw. Yep. <laughs> Go through his reads about yep. three times before he yep. figure out what to do. Yep. I feel like it, and we did this against Virginia Tech, which is the only game we won. I feel like we're due to force a lot of turnovers in the game, and maybe that's what's going to happen this Saturday. Um, we'll save our prediction for the end, but. I want to know what is your spicy bold take, bold spicy bold prediction for for Saturday. Uh, Hudson Card throws for his main touchdowns. We've seen all year. Those three. I like that. I like that. I, I feel like he's close to having a game, not just like he's, a good game. But he's he close to having a great somebody. game. Yeah, three hundred yards yeah. plus, and yeah, a couple clean with the ball. Yep. Yep. Yep, I like that. I like last week I said Purdue get three interceptions. That was not close. Um but I'm gonna stick with the interceptions. We're gonna have a pick six. Ooh, I'm not that. gonna I'm not gonna give it to any single player, but somebody somebody's gotta have a pick six and get the crowd going early. So um and uh one special teams note, uh Free Hill is not gonna be kicking yet again this week. So Ryan Walter okay. said that in his press conference yesterday. He's not, which the backup did just fine. Yeah. So, I mean, did just fine. So, yep, looking forward to being back in Ross-Aid. Um, Would really like to close out September with a win. Uh, really wanted to have three wins at minimal after September, yeah. but can't do anything about that now. Best we can do is two. And then got to go, got to take care of business and, and with some remaining opponents that you have and, and go get somebody that you're not expected to get. But I mean, I mean and the big 10 West isn't really, but hasn't been all that impressive. We played Wisconsin already. So that one's done. But like, I mean, Iowa, you know, just got blanked, which three first know. downs. <laughs> That's all they had against Penn state. What's if that whole 25 points per game average is a thing, like they took a huge, <laughs> they got to score well, some points. They only got like 30 some plays off compared to Penn state's 91. Oh my God. It was just something ridiculous. Um, on top of it being a rainy night and a whiteout and sold out and happy Valley. Uh, yeah, they don't look good. Minnesota just laid a big old egg <laughs> against Northwestern in a game. They're up 31, 14, it was like that going into the fourth quarter, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then I was kind of – because I was watching the Notre Dame 
Ohio State game that I was watching a little bit of the Indiana Akron game. And once in a while, I checked my phone for scores. All of a sudden, I just saw Northwestern kind of chipping away. I'm like, ah, they'll make it respectable. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my God, they're forcing overtime. Well, yeah, I think it was Kyle Charters. When I didn't expect myself to be flipping between Akron, Indiana, and Northwestern Minnesota. <laughs> That's <laughs> so when like, you know you love Big Ten football. Um, yeah, so Minnesota doesn't look good. Illinois, record-wise, they're better than Purdue, but I'd say they look a lot like Purdue. Yeah. Nebraska can't figure those guys out for the life nope. of me. Um, so, yeah, the Big Ten West is – let's enjoy it while we can this last year because <laughs> yeah, I know we, we always love it because, of course, we've won it once and we feel like we always have a chance to. But, yeah, they need to get rid of it because it is so much yeah. worse than the East. It's, it's laughable. Yeah. It is laughable. Yeah, but, well, then you can see about like potentially playing Oregon next year. It's like seeing what they just did to Colorado. It's I like, know, God, <laughs> all four teams that they're you know even Oregon, yeah. Washington's good, USC's of course good, UCLA is pretty darn good. It's like yeah, oh my god, like what is that? There's that whole thing like if Caleb Williams isn't like who's on pick, he might decide to come back and say, like, of course. <laughs> Well, for our sake, uh, for either of our sakes, hopefully likes blue and orange colors because we're sitting in the driver's seat right now, especially the Bears because they have the Panthers pick too. Yeah. So the oh. Bears could really be in position to change their whole franchise around. But football's great. Uh, it's fun when you put when you give up 70 points. It's just a blast. And your phone just gets blown up the last 48 hours by memes. Well, well, the fact that the Broncos lost by 50 games, seven points, and they're still not in the top. That's pretty uh, bad. That's pretty bad. In their, in their favor. <laughs> yeah. Or the fact that, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, who was it? It, was, it might have been the guy from Barcel says the Bears have now become the bring your girlfriend to the games you can put on a show. Big Cat said that. <laughs> I would have been interested, and I know we're off topic here, but I would have been interested if Kansas City didn't take their foot off the gas, what that final score would have been. Yeah. It might have been pretty similar. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it would have been. Yeah. But, but the only the only somewhat joy I got out of the Bronco-Dolphin game was Raheem Mostert having a great game. Oh, yeah. Even then, of- I couldn't be happy for him in the moment because yeah. I was pissed. But I mean, it was a good pro-Peru pro football weekend. With, yes, uh, it was. Mostert tore it up. Rondale had a nice big run. Um, I think Chuck Sizzle did pretty well last night. Yeah, yeah. It's um, a decent returns. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh. AOC uh, might be starting this week. Yeah, which I still wish I could see if he's the backup. Because week one, when Garoppolo's, he had to come out for a play to put Hoyer in. Grin, yeah. So, um, fun to yeah. think about. Yeah, Carl Loftus is having a good start to the year. Derek Barnes had a good game for Detroit the other day. So, yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of Boilers doing good things. Good things for sure. Good things for sure. Well, around the Big Ten, there's seven games this weekend. So, a couple teams have an off week. Um, uh, Penn State number six. Penn State travels to Northwestern, where they're twenty-seven point favorites. I think they cover. <laughs> yeah, I. I think Penn State's the best team in the country. Really, I do right now. Ooh, I know I that's saying something. By Georgia, probably is, but the one game they played anybody, South Carolina, they escaped with eleven point win. Penn State's just. I mean, they haven't played the hardest schedule, but they've they've pounded West Virginia, they've pounded Iowa. Um, they just look really, really good doing so. Uh, Louisiana at Minnesota, uh, the Boat Rovers are eleven point favorites. I yeah, you think they bounce back after that? I do as well. Loss, um, they are lucky they are not one and three right now because they escaped that Nebraska game week one. They did. <laughs> Uh, number two, Michigan, 4-0. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's back, travels to 2-2 two and two Nebraska. This is a 3-30 Fox game. Michigan's a 17-point favorite. I don't know. I could – I'm picking Michigan, but I, I would – if you told me Nebraska won, I would not be surprised, just given, like – just, I mean, the fact it's at home, like, they'll, they'll be – that place will be rocking. Um, I'm going to say Michigan wins, but they don't cover. Yeah, I like Michigan by, like, 12. Yeah. 10 to 12. Indiana, a huge overtime win over the Akron Zips. Four overtime. Four overtime. <laughs> oh, yeah. Four over, yeah, with a stupid two-point conversion rule. I, that's the dumbest thing. Yeah. Um, travels to 4-0 Maryland, who is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, Indiana kind of like Purdue did with Schrader. They made Akron's mobile quarterback look like Michael Vick. Um, good thing they're playing a, you know, 
pocket passer in Maryland. Oh wait, <laughs> he might be the. <laughs> Would you say he? He's got. He's definitely one of the better quarterbacks in the Big Ten. I think it's him and McCarthy of Michigan yeah. right there, neck and neck. Yeah. Except yeah. Ohio State's quarterback showed me something the other night. Yeah. I, so, I, I, I pressure situation. Year, I, I thought no, no name was going to roll, and just based my short viewing I've seen of Ohio State, but yeah, they were impressive. I mean, it helps when you're, you're playing against 10. Well, it was interesting <laughs> watching that game. I mean, for how much talent was on both teams, I thought I didn't think either team played all that well. No. A lot of missed tackles, a lot of – you know, incomplete drives, but that final few minutes was, I mean, it lived up to the hype. Um, yeah. It was pretty exciting to watch. Um, I think Maryland, I think they cut. I think they roll. I think they win by like 21, I think three touchdowns. I think they roll, and then Tommy Boy's going to be snapping something else <laughs> after the game. Was that not the most cringeworthy video of 2023? Man. Ugh. It's up there, man. Yeah. I don't know too many Indiana fans that are still Tom Allen fans anymore. Yeah. I didn't really know too many Indiana fans in the first place. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, football fans, I should say. Right, um, right. Yeah, that's, I mean, good for him. He's, he's either going to coach for a few more years and get paid 20 million bucks. <laughs> yep, yep. I, can't, I mean, I, he's a really good guy from all yep. things you hear. So it's like he's not going to do anything that's going to get him fired for cause. Right. Like. Like a Mel Tucker situation, but yeah, um, that uh, can do a lot with 20 million in the city of Indiana. Yes, you can, you can do a lot of 20 million anywhere. Um, Wagner at Rutgers, I don't have a line on this, I don't either. Rutgers will roll, yeah, yeah. Uh, ESPN Perkter gives them a 99% chance of winning. <laughs> yeah, Wagner is two and two. Let's see what they've played. I'm just interested if I've heard any of these teams. They lost to Fordham 46-16. <laughs> they lost to Navy 24-0. They did beat 17-10, and they beat Merrimack 30-27. <laughs> Why the heck do they play Rutgers? I mean, good payday for them, but looking at their yeah. schedule. Uh, uh, yeah, Rutgers is going to roll. They play a team week last week's season I have never heard of post-university. Are they do they play Kellogg University too or <laughs> Rutgers is gonna have four wins. I know. <laughs> it's September. And they still play Indiana and uh, Northwestern. Wow. Have they played uh and Michigan State? So have they played Michigan State yet? Oh my god. Gotta throw them in the mix now too. Speaking of Michigan State, they are they got flexed into the night game that was supposed to be us in Illinois. Um Night game NBC two and two Michigan State at three and one Iowa, who is a thirteen point favorite. Iowa, I think they. I mean, until this Iowa team scores a bunch of points, I say they're going to really cover like 28-14. I don't know. I saw something stupid, some stupid stat of like balls caught by their wide receiver. I don't even know if they've caught double digits. Something, something dumb. Well, just something dumb. This the year. first game was like their first opening drive, like first drive of a season was a touchdown pass for the first time since like before and, we were born. Yeah, like we were 30, 31. Yeah, <laughs> like that didn't seem real. No, it's they've won by defense and special teams for so many years. I mean, they've had okay quarterbacks at times. Like Drew Tate was really good. Yep. Um, but had great tight ends. Yeah, oh, great tight ends. Dallas Clark, obviously. Dallas Clark, Noah Fant, uh, Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Um, those are just name a couple. Um, George Kittle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, really, in college, he might have been the worst of those of that bunch. Yeah. I mean, but he's been the best pro. But, yeah, I think Iowa wins and covers that. Um, top 25 matchups. Got a good one Friday night out in Corvallis, which Purdue goes there next year. Uh, number 10, Utah at number 19, Oregon State, who is 3-1 coming off a loss to Washington State. Uh, Oregon yeah. State's three-point favorite. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go the Beavs. I'll go the barely, Utes. Barely. I like this Utes team. <coughs> Their coach does such a good job yeah. out there. He's been good for years. Number 8, USC, 21.5-point favorite in the Fox <laughs> Big Noon game at Colorado. What is this third, fourth big noon game for Colorado? I think the third. Uh, yeah, USC rolls. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as Oregon. I think, uh, yeah, I think that. Their game. defense isn't as good as Oregon's, but right. Caleb Williams a problem. Yeah. Um, did you watch that full five-minute video that Oregon put out? Yep. Yep, it was a good, it was a good one. 
I like that. I, I I didn't know I didn't know anything about their coach. I know you know who their coach was. I like him. Big yeah, fan. no, I had nothing wrong with what he did. Every nope. coach uses stuff as motivation. In yeah. Colorado, talk smack all the time. Oh yeah. I mean their players, what they were their players were saying on the field before the game. He got to hand yeah. it to you. So yeah, I mean, kudos to Oregon for actually like. I mean, you kept yep. saying you know, talk with your pads because like it would have been so easy to just you know mouth right back. But yeah, they they took it to him. Yep, as my phone is vibrating with more Broncos jokes. Uh, this is just great. <laughs> it's it's never ending. It's never ending for people. I am taking. I would say I am taking receipts, but they're they're so bad. It's not even worth taking receipts. <laughs> Number twenty two, Florida. Um, Weird to see them ranked again, but they're three and one at four and zero oh, Kentucky, who is a one and a half point favorite. I'm gonna go to Gators. I'm gonna keep this thing rolling. I'm gonna take the home team. I'm gonna take the Wildcats in that one. Number one, Georgia, 14 half point favorites at Auburn. Auburn is uh three and one under Hugh Freeze. Georgia, but they don't cover. Oh, they don't cover that 14 and a half. I'll take them covering. I just told said earlier I don't think they're as good as Penn State, but I'll give them the bone in this one. Number 24, Kansas, 4-0 at number 3, 4-0, Texas. Texas is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Kansas has beat them a couple times in the last few yep. years, but I don't think they beat them Saturday. No, I think, I think Texas covers that. Number 23, Missouri, one of the surprises in college football, 4-0 at 2-3, and three, Vanderbilt. Missouri is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Vandy sucks. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, interesting one here down in Hotty uh, Toddy down Ole Miss, uh, yep. Oxford, Mississippi, I believe is where they're located. Yes, you're correct. Uh, number 13, LSU, two and a half point favorites at number 20, Ole Miss. So Brian Kelly against Lane Kiffin. I haven't picked up against them yet this year. Not that it's worked out, but Lane Train. <laughs> yep, I'm picking Lane Train as well. Number nine, Oregon, 27 and a half point favorites at Stanford. What the hell hey. has happened to that program? Yikes. Yeah. Like they cover that. I think they do too. I think they roll. <laughs> uh, number 14, Oklahoma, 20 point favorites at home against Iowa State, who is two and two. Matt Campbell should have left years ago. Yeah, OU. Yep. Good for oh. OU having a bounce back year. They did yeah. not have a good year last year, and they're off to a good start. Uh, number 21, Tennessee, uh, 12 and a half point favorites at home against. Two and two South Carolina. This game could get real interesting because um, Beamer seems to tick off everybody in the SEC when he talks. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee, but I'm saying they don't cover. That's right. a closer one. College game day, number 11, Notre Dame, 4 and 1, travels a 4 and 0, number 17, Duke. That is right. Durham, North Carolina is hosting college game day for football for the oh. first time. <laughs> He said for football. Like yeah, for football. Oh, basketball is every single year. But um, and, uh, Notre Dame is a five-and-a-half point favorite. I think Notre Dame is really pissed off in this one. <laughs> I think they take it to them. I'm taking Duke. And I, I've, I, I, took to, Duke, but... I took Duke on my other podcast in the preseason in this game. I picked Duke third in the ACC. They probably won't do it, but I'm taking Duke. So I love it. Number 12, Alabama, who hasn't looked that good. Three and no. one at two and two Mississippi State, who Alabama is a 14 half point favorite. I think they went pretty easily. Yeah. And two more here. Number seven, Washington, four and at surprisingly three and one Arizona. Washington is an 18 point favorite. Washington's really good. <laughs> they took it to uh yeah. say a few weeks ago. They blew by California. And they're just beating the brakes off of everybody. So yeah, I think they they continue that. Next week, which next week or uh Two weeks, sorry. When they play, they bye week and they, and they host Oregon, so that'll be that'll be game day for sure. The Pac-12 is really good this year. Yeah. There's a lot of good teams in that conference. Yeah. Usually, I make fun of Pac-12 after dark, but in the fact we've already hit on it, but the fact we're inheriting four of them yep. next year, who, buddy? Yeah, I'm taking Washington to cover. Then, lastly, Nevada, who is 0 and four, travels to number 25, 4 and 0, Fresno State. Who is a twenty-four and a half point favorite? Yeah, I think they cover. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? It makes Purdue look better, and just Nevada can lose forever. Still, I'm still yeah. butthurt about that, even though we beat ourselves. So, with all that said, battle for the Purdue Cannon, three thirty. 
on Peacock Saturday. Purdue is one and a half point favorites as of right now. Uh, Final ESPN score prediction even. and even now. Oh, we'll have to yes, see. That's what ESPN has. Yeah. Let me see the score. It might have dropped since I checked last. So I said one and a half. That was earlier today. One. One point favorite, okay. Purdue. So it's pretty much a toss-up. Yep. Uh, score prediction and MVP for the game. Boom. Boilers 27-24. It's going to be a close one. I'm going to say Hudson Guard. With the fact that I said he's going to throw three touchdowns, I think that's going to put him over the top. I'm going Boilers 30 yeah, we get 30. Illinois, 20. Okay. And I'm going Maccabee, and I should have put this as my bull prediction. He goes over 100 this week. Love it. Love that. He went over 100 last year against Illinois. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts about the football team before uh, we switch gears here for a second? No, just, yeah, hopefully – you know, we looked at the, that September schedule beginning of the year, so it was kind of going to make or break the year, it seemed like. And, we, yeah, it's it's do or die with this one. It is backs up against the wall, come out fighting. Do some trickery, do whatever you got to do. Yep. Yep, respond. And uh, rivalry games are important for yep. team culture, for recruiting, for the fan base, for a lot of things. So go get them. Uh, lastly, uh, official start of practice for the basketball team was today. Um, Zach Eady was not a participant. He set out. <laughs> he set out with a concussion. As two years in yeah. a row, he missed the first practice with a concussion. Hey, if it hey, sister <laughs> serves anything, he had a pretty good year last year. So let's book it. <laughs> yes, yes. It just it just made me chuckle today. I'm like, of course, right away. We I forgot he had a concussion last year. Which wonder how he got it this time. But yeah, how did he get it last year? I mean, he got a bow from somebody. I mean, did they climb on? <laughs> <laughs> or jump maybe coming down yeah. or something? I don't know. But uh, it was neat to see the basketball team at the ba- at the football game the other night. Got their rings. They were the team of the game got their rings, looking all blinged up. Uh, I forgot they're you got definitely, one for the, So, yeah, they all had – they were all doubled up. They were definitely feeling like the big men on campus, as I'm sure they are. And, uh, yeah, this season <laughs> – it's going to be an exciting one. The anticipation is an all-time high, but it's going to be full of excitement but anxiety. Yeah, I, I just – I'm hoping I can take the philosophy like you are at least trying to in a season to enjoy it because yeah. I'm afraid I'm just not going to enjoy the season. I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah. And I'm not saying that from a performance standpoint because I think Purdue's going to be really, really good. I just yeah. think I'm going to get so worked up every game. I'm not going to be able to yeah. sit back oh, and yeah. enjoy it. It's like yeah, it's it sucks. You can't really enjoy the wins as much because you're like, well, yeah, we were supposed to win, like, or I thought we were gonna win, or like I thought like we should have won by more. Like I'm pissed off when we only won by right. four, we should have won by twelve or something right. like that. So you know, right, it's like kind of how it was a couple years ago where like the wins were mad, but the losses were the end of the end of the world. <laughs> right, right. And but I feel like this is a little different. This like I mean, that year, like we were we were looking forward to it, and like and we were highly ranked coming. I think we were what, like top ten, but it's not yeah. like it was like. We didn't know I was going to be that good. Um, you know, Zach took a step forward. Um, but this is like this year, it's like, okay, we know we're going to be like, we can, I mean, in the conversation for number one in the country, like, obviously, I'm going to go to Kansas. They're loaded, but it's like, I haven't know, seen brought, us worse than four, though. In yeah. Any of so it's like, it's like this. I mean, Mason, I like what Mason Gill has put on social media. He's like, you know, something sound like we hear you. So, like, I mean, like, hopefully they take that and, you know, they embrace, it. Here. embrace it. Yeah. Embrace being, you know, the team that you know everyone wants to beat um because it's, it's it hasn't really been purdue um for a long time um so yeah just take it and beat the crap out of everybody yep also a basketball note purdue related robbie hummel is leaving espn and, and joining nbc and fox so which i figured he would i think it's yeah. a perfect move for him i think he's the rising star of the uh college basketball analysts of all college yeah. basketball analysts, so I like that he's sticking with the Big Ten there, and uh, I'm really interested to see interested to see NBC's presentation of Big Ten basketball. Me too. We yeah. haven't really seen NBC college basketball at no. all. No, it's been years since we've seen NBA on NBC, even though they had the best intro uh, intro theme of any sports. So, so I wonder if uh, I wonder if they can bring that back. That'd be cool. Um, I wonder, like, like with so with CBS, like, is he going to be with like? Uh, now I'm blanking on the guys who do the CBS games. 
He used to play for Clark Kellogg. Is he going to be with those guys? Or? That's a good That'd question. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they're going to yeah. shift things up. Um, I guess they'll probably have to, I mean, they're probably going to have to have quite a few more, you know, now since CBS mm-hmm. isn't used to just be CBS on Sundays or whatever, but now the fact that it's going to be, you know, you could probably have multiple CBS games in a weekend. So I'm sure they'll have a couple. Now we don't know the TV schedule yet, do we? No, Did that, no. I was going to no, say, I know I we got the big 10 schedule last week, but yeah. Um, that, I would think that as long as I get out. him and Jason Benetti as many times as possible, it's I'm fine with that. Got a YouTube comment from Carl here. I will follow and root for Purdue basketball until February 28th. Done after that, I'm age 65 oh, and no, no longer Carl. willing to suffer the disappointment. Come on, Carl. Now, I get it, but get it. New year, new year, and uh, one of these years is going to break through. Hopefully, it's yep. this year. Hopefully, it's this year. That's all we can do. Am I going to be a worried mess of anxiety come March Madness? Absolutely. <laughs> so. <laughs> Absolutely. We wrap up. What's your score for, off top? What's your score for the Bears Broncos game? Since we both are your Broncos Bears fans, we love we love the, misery. The, yeah, the suck fest of the, the suck fest, man. Uh, I am going Denver. I but, but going into this week, I thought it was do or die for them against Miami. I thought they had to come out desperate. And they <laughs> didn't come out desperate whatsoever. Even though I will say the offense played okay. Um, I mean, they scored 20 points, and that was with three turnovers. The defense was just so atrocious and quit so early on. And and Miami just does some unbelievable things out there with their speed. They are crazy talented on offense. The fact that it came out that Mike McDaniels was a – who I love. (laughs) I love Mike McDaniels. The fact that he was a ball boy for the Broncos, I was like, it doesn't end. (laughs) Yeah, he he was pissed that they didn't interview him when Hackett got the job. He didn't even get an interview. Yeah, and then Vic Fangio was the DC who they fired, and yeah. uh, somehow Vance Joseph kept his job as the DC. I thought he was gonna get fired on Monday because I thought you give up seventy, somebody's gonna take the fall. Yeah. But Sean Payton wouldn't do it. Who he needs to cool himself to. He opened up his mouth six weeks ago. Now he's got to lay in the bed he made for himself. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, score prediction. I will say twenty four seventeen Broncos. I was gonna say twenty four ten Broncos. You think <laughs> the Broncos win? Yeah, Bears are bad. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, if, if the Broncos do lose this one, they might go a long time before they win a game this year. Yeah, they do have the Bears and the Jets, but then it gets really tough because that's the sad thing. Out of the three games, yeah, Miami's tough, but Washington and Vegas are awful, and they lost both yeah. of those at home. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there were some butt weapons. Over the weekend, unfortunately, our two teams were part of them, and my team was really close to breaking a lot of history records. They were like yeah. number two in a lot of categories. <laughs> it looked like I was watching a Madden game. Not when I play, because I can't put up those stats on Madden, but man. Man. Yep. Fun times. Fun times. Football's fun. Football is fun. And if you're looking, look, we, we were talking earlier, 330 games are great, but it's kind of hard to figure out when to eat before and after the game. But we know of a place that is fantastic for any pregame or postgame meal, and that is one of our sponsors, Mad Mushroom. Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, who has been serving Boilermakers since 1993. They're located in the heart of West Lafayette, and they're well-known as the home of the original cheese sticks. But whenever Evan, Andrew, or myself visit, we like to sit down and have an ice-cold beer while trying out their latest pizza of the month, which for the final week this week for the pizza of the month for September is Rob's Bourbon Chicken. Topped with lots of chicken, tossed in bourbon sauce, onion, celery, mozzarella, cheese, and finished with toasted sesame seeds, starting at a price of just $14. So next time you're in town, which should be Saturday, stop in and tell Mad Mush that the Boiler Breakdown sent you, and you can get $5 off your order over $20. And if you're more of an online food order person, you can use coupon code BREAK5, B-R-E-A-K-5, all caps, to claim the same discount, $5 off any order over $20. That's Mad Mushroom at madmushroom.com. Feed your head. Evan supporting a really comfortable looking hoodie with the band script on it. I got a sharp looking Purdue Pete football hat. Where did we get these from, Webby? Got these from the shop. 
Uh, Bullet Breakdown is brought to you by the shop, shops been serving sports and hometown apparel to the fans since 2011. From their humble beginnings in the garages and basements, you can find them at their two retail stores and online. They make comfortable shirts and sweatshirts, and it makes me right now because I'm sick and I'm very comfortable in this shirt. Uh, the shop is located in Carmel and Indianapolis, as well as online at theshopindy.com. They make the best shirts, period. Next time you're shopping online, use promo code BREAKDOWN for 25% off. Yes, take advantage of that code. You will not be disappointed. They got a little bit of everything for you, loved ones, friends. We're doing free shipping today, too, if you're listening to this live on Tuesday. We have a free shipping thing going on. Even better. Even better. All right, Webby. Any any other closing thoughts? Just win, baby. Just win. I'm not going to say that because I'm associated (laughs) with the Raiders. But, uh, yes, let's just win at all costs. Let's keep the The cannon now. The time is now. Keep the cannon in West Lafayette. Let's get uh, back to 500 in Big Ten play. Let's finish September with a 2-3 and three record and uh, onward and upward to try to get that uh, six-win mark. So let's boiler up, hammer down, and beat the fighting line. Boiler up.